Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb. In for Colin Cowherd. Happy holidays. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you ate your proverbial Appreciate that. Okay, so uh, we got we got a great list of guests. Brandon Whedon's going to join us. Of course, he started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. One of the times Tony Romo went down. Also, formerly with the Texans and the Browns. We'll get his thoughts on what was wrong with the Cowboys last night. Uh, Charlie Weiss is going to join us. We'll talk about not just last night, but also the New England Patriots and what they've been able to do with Mac Jones. And obviously, everybody's drawing the parallel to early in Tom Brady's career. Is that fair? Is that fair? And then Eric Wood's going to join us. Uh, we'll ask him. He's the color voice of the Buffalo Bills. Of course, played for the Buffalo Bills. Retired as a Buffalo Bill. And uh, we'll get Woody's thoughts, not just on the Bills, but on ultimately their two matchups with the Patriots and this Sunday's games. All right, we got... I'm watching last night, and I want to I want to make sure that I'm fair about this. Okay, It's really important that I'm fair. The last two years previous to this, with Dak, without Dak, the Cowboys hadn't beaten a team that ended the season with a winning record. They just, they'd been bad against anybody who's any good. And so I think it's a fair barometer when you're looking at what they've done this season to say the Buccaneers lost. Granted, week one of the season was a good team. The Chargers win on a late field goal. I think the Chargers are a good team. Eagles have become a, a decent team, but I don't think anyone thinks their talent is at the level of the Cowboys. Same with the Panthers, same with the Giants, same with the Vikings. They beat the Patriots in a close game, and the Patriots have turned themselves into one of the kind of sneaky sleeper teams in the AFC. Um, of course, they didn't have Dak, and then when Dak comes back, they laid an egg with the Broncos, smacked the Falcons, scored nine points against the Chiefs, and lost to the Raiders. So, this year, looking like almost every year with, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, where, uh, unlike the past two, sometimes there's head-scratching losses and exhilarating wins. But I'm, I'm left watching last night's game, and again, 
I'm realizing you don't have C.D. Lamb. You don't have Amari Cooper. You know, you, you did get Tyron Smith back, and they're so much better when they have that dude at left tackle. But you're playing against a Raiders team that, outside of the emotions of losing Henry Ruggs, they had to get rid of Henry Ruggs, who was a huge piece of what they want to do in terms of taking off the top of a defense. They lost their head coach and essentially their czar of football in John Gruden. They're coached by a guy who, although he seems like a very good guy and it's a great story, everybody just keeps telling the same story. Man, he's so grateful to have the chance to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, but, but it's not like he's going to be a candidate for any job. They're coached by a guy. They're coordinated by a guy. They're just kind of held together here to keep from the brink of disaster while they got to figure out who's going to run this franchise at the end of this season and in the the near-term future. And that's who the Dallas Cowboys lost to. Now, you can tell me that Dak was good enough to win, and I would say, you're probably right. You know, you're probably right. He didn't kill you. And you could go back last week and say, well, when they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, he didn't have his left tackle. He didn't have his star wide receivers. He didn't still scored nine points. And for perspective, Aaron Rodgers took his team into Arizona, a team that before and since has proven to be one of the elite teams in the NFC. Like we can all be deniers of the Cardinals in terms of their chances of winning a Super Bowl, but we're far enough into the season. We've seen what they've done to good teams and bad, with and without Kyler Murray, they've won football games. And go, you know what, Arizona, they may not be the best team, even though they have the best record right now, but they're a damn good football team. And Aaron Rodgers, without any sort of normal weaponry, with a completely sick wide receiver room, found a way to win a game. That's what the best of the best of the best do. They just find a way to win a game. It's why, and I, I think, and I've said this before on this show and on many shows, Aaron Rodgers checks every box, even boxes that Tom Brady doesn't check, with the exception of one. Brady's teams find a way to win games. There's a, what is the point of playing a sport and we keeping a score if we don't find a value within winning these games? And the point about Dak is we all want him to be a superstar. We want him to be an MVP. We want him to lead the Cowboys back to the promised land because it's such a great story. You know, a guy who even Mississippi state passed on several times over. And then finally at their team camp, they're like, all right, fine. Yeah, we'll take him. He goes from really a runner in college to a really good college quarterback who many people thought that's about the peak of what he gets. He's the third-string quarterback, if not for Kellen Moore, who, by the way, is calling the plays right now. Kellen Moore gets hurt. Then Tony Romo gets hurt. And so when Romo goes down and is not going to play and Dak's a rookie, he gets, to, he gets to run the ship of the most talented offense in the NFL, and they win 13 games. You know, last year, you bet on himself, gets a huge contract. Now we love his leadership. Everybody likes Dak Prescott. There's nothing not to like about Dak Prescott. Here's the thing. It's just not great. You know, he's, it's kind of par for the course for everything in the Cowboys. And it, it, it's really good. It's, it's not great. 
Ezekiel Elliott is really good, but he's overpaid. He's not great. Amari Cooper, even when healthy, really good. He's not great. Mike McCarthy, they hired the resume there. No one thinks he's a great coach. He's a good coach, you know. Can't really manage a clock. Doesn't call plays. Not really sure what's going on, but he's a good, good coach. They're going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs again. They'll be fine. It takes great to win those games. It does. And it reminds me of, here we are Black Friday, and you got people scurrying about. And we get so caught up. And I, look, I'm just as guilty as you are. I, like, what my, I have one kid with a TV in their bedroom. One kid. And it's like, man, do we really want the TV in the bedroom? But the TV is like my oldest TV, and it just went. And so when you start to, whether it's today or Cyber Monday, you're looking for a deal. Like, I, man, I just, I, I got in this bad habit of, Instead of looking for what's the best possible fit TV, how I want to do it, it's, ooh, I could save $350 if I get an out-of-box, you know, $700 TV. You could also just go get a regular TV that's not out of the box for like $400 and put it up on his wall and be done with it. There's your Christmas present, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's birthday. You're done, right? Throw in a little Xbox S, which like, yeah, everybody wants it. They still can't get it. Not because they're not make, I don't, do they not make, I don't know what the deal is. The point is you get that TV home that you got out of the box and you're like, well, there's a reason that it was out of the box, right? There was a reason that somebody took it home and was like, nah, I'm going to take this thing back. Maybe it's too complicated to set up. Maybe it's hard to do the smart TV thing. Maybe it's, you know, it's the best of the best from two years ago, and there's all this new stuff. Whatever it is, there's a reason somebody took that sucker back, right? Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. There was a reason he was around the fourth round. I, if he was out on the free agent market, I don't think he would have gotten what he got to sign with the Cowboys. There wasn't a hometown discount. Instead, there was like a hometown spike. But if you look at the, you, if you judge who's the best quarterbacks in the NFL, why would you consider Russell Wilson over Dak, even though Russell hasn't played as well? Like, because generally throughout his career, Russell has done great things, has found a way to win those games. Aaron Rodgers, the same. Tom Brady, the same. While Dak is really good and a really good leader and, a re- and was a really good value. Now he's play he's paid like the best, only he's just not the best. And just like if you want to say, well, I, I could have saved 50 bucks on an inbox, very new, top of the line, you know, one of those 4K everything TVs. Instead, I went out of the box to save 350 bucks. And turns out that TV, pain in the ass. And not compatible with my bracketing that I had up over my fireplace or in a kid's bedroom, right? There's always, there's just something. There's a reason. There's a reason Mike McCarthy has left the Green Bay Packers and they're better since he left. So I look at the Cowboys and I'm not necessarily disappointed or maybe I'm doing the, the parenting thing. I'm not mad. I'm, di- I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. 
But the reality is, this is what we should expect. Right? The best of the best, c- could they use Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb? Hell yeah. Of course they could. That would help. But the best of the best, the Aaron Rodgers, they're MacGyvers back there. Well, we don't have Amari. We don't have uh, C.D. Lamb. All right, well, give me a stick of butter and uh, just give me a dead body from the, give me somebody that was in the XFL and then uh, stitch him together and put him in the X and then put Jimmy in in the Y and let's go, right? Like they just figure out a way. They just figure out a way. Uh, this is Mike McCarthy talking about the game. 28 penalties. I, I really, I mean, what, I don't know what the hell you want me to say. I mean, look, the, the penalties were bad, but the, the Raiders had a ton of penalties as well. Here's Jerry Jones talking about the Raiders' use of what he calls a throw-up ball. Oakland took advantage of the situation. I call it throw-up ball, right way to play a game like this, just throw it out there and get a penalty. Uh, 166 yards of penalties. Yeah. What do you make of that? Well, uh, this will probably be arguably the most watched game other than the Super Bowl. And I hate it that uh, it got down to just throwing the ball out and uh, getting penalties to get your big plays. Here's Derek Carr on, on some advice he got from his former coach, John Gruden. I think one thing I've tried to do this year, especially when 11 was here, you know, was I, I was going to be so aggressive. It leads sometimes to, you don't complete as many balls on a percentage chart or whatever. But Gruden used to tell me, don't ever take your arm out of the game. So when we call these things, let's, let's rip them, you know. And so we saw some things on film where hopefully we get some looks. Hopefully we can get some one-on-ones down the field. And we were able to find some of those, you know, and have a, you know, an explosive day. There is, by the way, an art to throwing that deep ball and throwing it just slightly short, right? It used to be when we were kids that you couldn't overthrow a guy. but And this goes back to the Super Bowl and Emmanuel Sanders when Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew him by 10 yards. If you ask football people, they'll go like, not only did he miss, but he missed in the wrong distance. You're supposed to miss short there. Then in man-to-man, you get P.I. because the cornerback the runs through you because he can't turn around to see the football as you come back for it. That's what Derek Carr did a great job of last night is reading the coverage and actually in man-to-man, yes, Jerry Jones is technically correct. It is throwing it up, but there's an art to throwing it just slightly short if you don't complete it. That way you, ha- you have the, te- the, the tendency is in man-to-man for the cornerback to overrun it. Right? You see Tyreek Hill get these all the time. It's not that Pat Mahomes can't throw it deeper. It's just not the smart place to throw it or you get P.I. But like, look, we could go through the penalties. The Raiders, had just, it was an overly over-officiated game. But that's not the reason the Cowboys lost. Was there a bad uh, roughing penalty? Yeah. I mean, Micah Parsons is at like knee level and Derek Carr's head drops to it and gets slightly bumped, right? And there's a bad PI penalty, whatever. But it shouldn't have been in that... Should have, I mean, like, the, like we're looking at the final score. The Raiders had the game won several times over. Give up a kick return touchdown. Like, it, it should have been a Raiders easy cruise to a blowout. The Cowboys made it closer late than it really was and sent it to overtime. So let's not act like penalties won that game. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Um, 
There was a report that surfaced early in the week that if Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears, uh, after they played the game yesterday, he would be fired. Okay. Um, the Bears didn't lose yesterday, which I guess it's a very good thing to not lose the Lions. And Matt Nagy wasn't fired. Was it an erroneous report? I'll give you, we'll dive in upcoming next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome in. This is The Herd. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. Hope you're having a really good Black Friday. Um, There was, did you guys see the fight on the field between the Cowboys and the Raiders, not just during the game, but after the game, they were like shaking hands and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's like broing up and then dudes start throwing down. It was, it was interesting. Um, I saw this story and I, I thought it was just really interesting that 
that um, the, so the Chicago Bears, many have wondered, uh, many have wondered why Matt Nagy um, would, you know, why the, 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 the 180 that he made in terms of wanting to start Justin Fields. You know, because forever he had said, you know, this is the plan, this is the plan, this is the plan. George McCaskey instructed, you know, Matt Nagy to start Justin Fields when he decided to start Justin Fields. I mean, remember, even when Fields saw the field as a starter when Andy Dalton went down with a knee injury, Nagy insisted that Dalton would take over as a starter when he was healthy. So then in week five, you're like, wait, why did he, why did he name Fields the permanent starter? Why do you think? Because owners own. That's why. Owners own. Um, so I have this kind of working hypotheses, which I talked to somebody in the Bears organization. They were like, there was no meeting that, that we're aware of that he was going to be fired, you know, after Thursday's game. So they win yesterday. They beat the Lions, kind of survived the Lions. And um, when they beat the Lions yesterday, it was kind of it was kind of emotional after the game. And I, I think the guess is, and here's a reasonable guess. If there was no meeting, right, so there's no code red ordered, essentially. There's your few good men reference for the day. If there was no meeting, then how did it come to be printed on patch.com? Granted, I know. Generally, when you're looking for your sports news, you go to any of the, the notable websites, including patch.com because patch.com has whatever the local pothole situation is, school board updates, and apparently the future of Matt Nagy is the head coach of the Chicago Bears. But it, it was in a completely erroneous report. What's likely? What's what's likely? What's reasonable? For a franchise that's never fired a coach in season, what's a reasonable guess? Reasonable guess is that he's dead man walking. Everybody knows it. And somebody made a flippant remark to somebody else saying, you know, if you lose to the Lions, don't you gotta fire Nagy? Let's get to Jason Stewart with Herd Light News. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herd Line News. Now, Doug, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Ole Miss won the Egg Bowl yesterday, right? Uh, they defeated Mississippi State 31-21. to Ole Miss's record improves to 10-2 and on the season, 6-2 and in the SEC. Their 10 wins matches a school record. A big season for head coach Lane Kiffin, which leads to speculation as his uh, stock rises. Does he leave and take the Florida and or, I mean, or LSU job? Um, I mean, like, look, if he's offered him, he's going to take him their, their better jobs. But I, I also think that, w- and, and he'll run into this at Ole Miss. Like, there's a limit to what you're going to be able to do at Ole Miss. But, you know, quality of life, does quality of life ever play a factor? I don't think it does for Lane because he's not a native Mississippian and he hasn't been there long enough to truly dig in. But I do think, like, you win 10 games at Ole Miss, they build a statue out front. You win 10 games at LSU and they're like, well, how come you didn't beat Alabama and win a national championship? So there's there's something to it. But you can't win a national championship at Ole Miss. You just can't. Not going to happen. Um, 
So I do I think he'd take those jobs if offered? Yes. But I also think there is a and we've all learned this in business. Sometimes you're better off somewhere that you have fun and that you fit. And and Lane is a little bit more counterculture than he is culture. And that works at Ole Miss. Oxford is an awesome place. Like if you're making three, four, five million dollars, he'd probably make it. We'll make him four or five million dollars to coach football in a really cool college town. And you could buy a, you had a couple places on beaches somewhere else in the country. Like you just coach. Then when you decide to coach, you don't coach anymore and you go enjoy your life. Probably what I would do, but I also know that competitive guys get into coaching because they're super competitors, not necessarily for the money. And with that, they'll want to take a Florida or an LSU job. Now, what'd you think of this? Uh, Rick Patino and the Iona Gales made MAAC men's hoops history yesterday when they upset number 10 Alabama, becoming the first Metro Atlantic athletic conference to beat a top 10 team ever. Up to then, every MAAC team was zero for 119 against top ranked teams. What's to say about Rick Patino? Uh, Rick Patino's the best basketball coach of my lifetime. Right? Like, Mike Shashevsky is. There are other attributes to Mike Shashevsky, which is a lot. He's the. Here, Patino is Aaron Rodgers and Brady, and, and Co- Coach K is Brady, right? Coach K is. He's won more. He's um, been the coach of USA Basketball. There's certain regalness to it. And and Patino had that too, but obviously because the NCAA stuff and some of the -the off-the-court things, it brings his reputation to a different place. But if you remember this about Rick Patino, he took Providence to a Final Four, right? He rebuilt Kentucky into a championship team. Though it didn't work, he didn't figure it out because they didn't get Tim Duncan and they trade away Chauncey Billups midway through his rookie season. That was some of the first quality tanking we've ever seen when they had two first-round picks and they were trying to get uh, Tim Duncan in in the NBA draft lottery and they didn't get it. Like he brought the th- he embraced the three-point shot. He was at, he's been ahead of the curve in terms of conditioning, uh, tanking, and and he's an unbelievable in-game coach. Shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, look, he went to Greece and he won. It shouldn't be a surprise. It's it's more. Is this where it ends? Does it end at Iona, or does he take a chance at a, one, more, one more big school to turn around? Now, finally, uh, men's basketball coach at Michigan, Juwan Howard, says he will be at the football game in, our, in Ann Arbor tomorrow against in number Ann two Arbor. Buckeyes. In yeah. Ann Arbor, yes. um, his quote is, they're going to need me out there. I'm going to be out there loud, lose my voice, because I'm coming with the energy I don't know if there's a 12th man in football, but I feel like I'm the 12th man. <laughs> I mean, I get it like Michigan man trying to support Michigan men, but yeah, it's a little cheesy, a little, little, little cheesy. I, look, I think it's going to be fascinating. You know, it's 10 years ago today was the last time Michigan beat Ohio State. And, uh, you know, then you have mild Mater, our next guest on Mater, Oklahoma State taking on Oklahoma. That how about that? Did all right, let, let's that, that's the herd line news. Let's bring in Brandon Whedon. We'll wrap that. Yeah, well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd line news. Brandon Whedon joins us, and I want to talk some Dallas Cowboys. I want to talk some NFL, but you also cover uh, college football, and we're a great college football player. And you you took 
our alma mater to a, a Fiesta Bowl win over Andrew Luck and the Stanford Cardinal. Um, what is that like to walk into the Oklahoma game, though, knowing like now it's 90, 18 and seven, the mentality of like the Oklahoma State finds a way to lose to Oklahoma every year. How do you get out of that mentality? Well, I think you got to be aggressive. Uh, I think that's kind of been, in my opinion, the issue as of late, just a little, little conservative and they've got talent down there. I mean, it's Oklahoma. They're a good football team. Um, but, you know, this year, uh, the way that Oklahoma State's played, particularly on defense, is, as aggressive as they have been, coming after the quarterback, blitzing, um, just really being a dominant defense, um, that's that's a recipe, man. That's, that will win, and that travels. So I think, you know, I think hopefully this year's a little different. Um, this is a game that I think that Oklahoma State is, is built to win. Uh, Oklahoma's, you know, not really found an identity on, identity on offense lately, and Oklahoma State defense has been dominant. So, yeah, it's, this game's bigger. It's just bigger than, than the rest of them. I mean, the week's bigger. Um, I don't know. I always found myself – I always felt like I was prepared going into games and you know, as far as watching tape and studying and all that. But I always found myself maybe doing just a tiny bit more this week of Bedlam just because um, you get bragging rights for the rest of the year and, and uh, you know, you just don't really like those guys down there. So it's, uh, it's a big week for Oklahoma State and you know, a lot of guys' legacies will be, uh, will be kind of done by this game. Okay, so when when you had your great team, um, the the narrative was, yeah, well, they you know they won't be able to stop anybody, and that that spread you know, spread offense is, you know, only works in the Big Twelve, um, and this te- now this team is different. This team is built. The defense is off the charts good, uh, but they're going to question the level of competition, right? in terms of who they played out of conference, uh, how good the conference actually is. And then the offense has been kind of slow to catch up, some because the quarterback was out to start the year he was injured, but some because they run it more than they throw it, and it takes them, you know, usually half the game to wear down the other team, and then, you, you know, in the second half, they're able to run the football and kind of beat you up late. Um, do you think this team, do you think they can compete at the very top in the college football playoff? Um. I think the questions on the offense, I think the defense is good enough to compete with the majority of the offenses across the country. Uh, I would say they're the, the big deal is if Spencer doesn't turn it over with their ability to run the football game or football the way they have, you know, for the last really five, six games, um, you know, that you, you do that, you score 24, 28 points. You feel like that's enough to win games with that defense. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they they deserve to be in the, in the conversation, I think they've they've shown you know, pretty much week in and week out down the stretch here in the most important time of the year that they're playing their best football. So, yeah, I mean, and I don't think it's a biased take. I, I really do. You just turn on the tape or you, you turn on the TV and watch this team play. You know, the offense isn't flashy like you're used to seeing Oklahoma State, but they play complimentary football. They take care of it. They run it. You do a little clock, a little conservative. They know they have that defense. So it's just kind of a little bit more of a, you know, an NFL type philosophy with, you know, it's like these teams that have dominant defenses in the NFL, they know they don't have to score 50 to win. So it's uh, just, it, it's taken me some time to get used to because I've watched every Oklahoma State game for the last, how long, how, how many years, 15, 16 years. And, you know, we're used to seeing high flying offenses and, and good defense, but, but the defenses still give up points. They've been pr- pretty opportunistic, but uh, we haven't seen a defense like this. And, and uh, the recipe for winning has been a little bit different, but. 
it's still fun to watch. They're a good football team. I think they can compete with, with pretty much anybody in the country. Doug Gottlieb for calling us the herd. Brandon Whedon is our guest. Uh, of course, you started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they, they lose yesterday. They do send it to overtime. They had a nice comeback. And I realize that they have, you know, you have injuries for your two best wide receivers and you're not going to look the same. But I don't know. Is it unfair to go, hey, Aaron Rodgers didn't have his guys and he goes down and beats Arizona. You know, last week, I know they're depleted with injury, but nine points against the Chiefs. Am, am I am I wrong to be disappointed in the Cowboys' offense um, and and Dak Prescott's inability to win some of these games? Oh, I mean, I mean, you said. I mean, it's, it's when you lose your two best receivers. I mean, that's that is a tough blow. There's no doubt. But with that being said, I, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has been MIA, man. I mean, that dude kept whether it's it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy. I know he's beat up a little bit. I, I understand that, but. I mean, Tony Pollard has kind of been the horse for that team. Um, you know, Dak hasn't played terrible. He's played pretty good football. You know, it's they're just not uh, they're not winning these close games. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I caught the majority of the game last night. Didn't catch the entire thing, but um, you know, it sounded like. And from what I saw, just the, the plays I watched. I mean, just the offense had a hard time. You know, getting chunk plays in the passing game with uh, without. Uh, C. Lamb, Lamar Cooper in there, so it's tough. But they got to get the run game going. You know, I mean, that, that's in my opinion the biggest deal. They got to find a way to run the football. It sets up everything they want to do. They love doing play action. Dak's good at play action. That's how they like to take their shots. So, without the ability to run the football, I mean, like I said, Zeke has kind of been, been not you know, not him, his normal self, and you know, I think that's affected the offense more than anything. So. No, I mean, they're a good football team. They're, they're a good football team. They need to pick it up or else the Eagles might slip up and, and catch them in that division. But um, they're, a, they're a good football team. Just, um, you know, again, it's kind of, they got to be frustrated, you know, these close games and not find ways to win. When you, watch, when you watch Mac Jones and how they've kind of designed this thing, there's a team, you talk about complimentary football, conservative on offense, outstanding on defense. Um, does that, do you think, there's a ceiling that's above just making the playoffs. Like, can that, can, can that last in the NFL? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Mac Jones is, I mean, he's shown to be probably the best quarterback in this draft. And, you know, he's a guy that, again, he's like, I'll make those splash plays. It's not going to be, you know, sexy all the time. But it's just, you look up and he's, you know, 21 of 28 for 240 yards, two touchdowns, and, and they win, you know, so. It's uh, you know he's he's a solid player. They play really good defense. You know they have the best coach of all time on the sideline, so that's going to give them an edge right there, and they're going to be prepared. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, I think they've got the makings. Um, I think I think they're they're running the football effectively. You know Ramondre, uh, what's his name, Stevenson. I think Ramondre Stevenson. He's he's uh, shown to be a beast. So yeah, I mean they're they got a good they got a good recipe going. Everybody thought the sky was falling when. When Brady left, um, they had a couple years there, but you know, I think Mac Jones is the answer. I think uh, you keep keep these guys on defense together. It's a pretty good unit on that side. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, they're better than I anticipated with the rookie quarterback. I didn't I didn't anticipate that they would be this good so fast. But man, they are uh, they're surprising a lot of people, and I think they're going to be. I think they're going. I think they're going to make a run. I'm not saying they're going to win at all, but I think they're they're going to be there late into the, to the postseason. Um, okay, help me out. Hey, Baker obviously now is under some pressure. 
his wife puts on Instagram, you know, like he showed great, great toughness, you know, like some of the other guys on the, on the Browns need to get tougher. Like then he, he doesn't do the post game pressure. He calls out the fans that booed him as the same ones. They got to quiet down when they're driving. Like now he's with the knives are coming to coming out. He's getting defensive, but, but the big one is his wife making a comment about questioning other, everybody else's toughness in that locker room. Whether Baker said it to her or not, that's going to be assumed, right? This is pillow talk. This is what they talk about when he's at home. Can you fix that if you're Baker? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can fix it. It's just, it's just not a good look. Um, you know, there's been several examples of guys, families doing doing these types of things. I, just, I think it's a bad look. I mean, it's just one of the main negatives of social media in general. But, you know, that's, I don't know. I'd, I'd worry about, you know, Taking, taking her phone away and not not literally, but you know, just saying. Listen, I mean, what we talk about, what we do, that's between us. You know, you can't can't spread that out for everybody, especially with the media, and they want they want to twist and take everything said and and run with it. It becomes a story. So, yeah, he, you know, Baker has done a pretty good job lately. Of you know, not lately, I guess, because of the Odell stuff, but in his career of avoiding distractions. You know, for the most part, he's got a little better. He's saying and doing a lot of the right things, but this is this one's this one's tough because you know that people are going to speculate that you know, like you said, he's, he's telling his wife this stuff so that she puts it out there. It's it's just not a good look. It's tough. I mean, no no man wants to be questioned on their toughness, and I think that's one thing of a lot of guys guys in the locker room that you know are playing through injuries. Are like, look, dude, man, we know you're beat up, but I've, I've played however many eleven, twelve games, and I'm I'm just as beat up as you are. So it's. It's a bad look. It really is. I think it's just something that I'm sure that uh, they regret. Obviously, she regrets it. She took it down. But, you know, think before you press in, man. This this whole social media thing has kind of become a joke. And, and uh, it's just a good outlet for the media to, to take stuff and, and create a story and, and blow it up. It's just not, not what locker rooms need, man. It's just one more distraction that you just don't really need right now. Completely agree with you. Brandon, have a, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Get after uh, either some golf or some shopping. We'll talk soon. Man. All right, that's my boy Brandon Whedon, of course, first-round draft pick of the Cleveland Browns, starting quarterback at the Browns, Cowboys, and the Texans, and superstar quarterback at, at, at Oklahoma State. The FBI is committed to combating hate crimes, seeking justice, and providing assistance to victims. Visit fbi.gov slash hate crimes for more information. The FBI is here to help protecting our communities together report hate crimes. The Bills uh, kicked the crap out of the depleted New Orleans team yesterday. Kind of a tough team to figure out. We'll, we'll try and figure them out next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. Um, so the Bills go and, and stomp the uh, New Orleans Saints. But the Saints, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Like, what what was the, the Taysom Hill thing? I guess he's still the third quarterback. He's coming off an injury, but they extend him this week with a new contract. I, I don't that that's a dynamic I don't know. Obviously, they're completely banged up with injuries too. But the Bills did w- get a win. They did look good. Here's Sean McDermott when he was asked the difference between this week and Sunday. We executed. We haven't always done that. I mean, we've gotten sloppy, I feel like, at times. And I felt like in the first half we were sloppy at times. And then we picked it up in the second half. So, listen, it's not always going to be exactly how you draw it up. But I expect us. I expect more. I really do. And that's the standard uh, that we have here. Um, I like it. I like it. I mean, there's a, there's a little like, you know, what went viral over throughout the week was Nick Saban talking about his team and college kids and how people aren't happy with, with, with a win. Cause they didn't blow another opponent out. And he's basically like, well, you don't think these kids want to win is the college kids, whatever. And then on the other hand, you have Sean McDermott, like, look, we have a standard here and, and we're not holding ourselves up to it. Now, some of it's the difference in college and pro, but some of it's also the, the, the real talk, the realness of, of what really goes on. And, and I, I think Saban, in, when you're in a locker room, it's the same thing, right? There's a standard you have to hold yourself up to. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard in the NFL because as much as in college you say both sides are trying, the, the difference in talent is not as great in the NFL as is college, right? Like the reason 
Saban. You should never leave a great job in college just because it was Ohio State or Texas or Alabama, USC. When you're rolling, you have better players than the other team nine out of ten games. You might have – the Bills have – better talent and they're better at, at quarterback than many of the teams that they play, but their quarterback's still very relatively inexperienced. But the, the, the difference is not nearly as great. Like when you're in Alabama, you can have 40 kids, 40 or 85, maybe even more will play in the NFL okay, on your roster. Whereas another team has five you know, or none, you know, or 10, but a four to one ratio, you know, I mean, you, it's a massive upset when you win that game. Um, I like that McDermott is pushing for more. I like that they're holding themselves to a higher standard. And and I I think it'd be fair to say Josh Allen has not lived up to that standard over the past couple of weeks, although yesterday he did look the part. So um I just it's the more you watch. The more you pay attention, the more you realize that what New England was able to establish, what Pittsburgh has been able to establish in terms of consistent, what Baltimore has been able to establish, a culture of like, hey, not playing well is not okay. Not doing the right things is not okay. Those those great franchises, and frankly, it's the same thing in college, they hold themselves to a higher standard of like, well, you know, we lost that one, but we won another. Or, yeah, we won it, but we won, and we won it by three, but the most important thing is we won. Yes, it's important to win, but it's, if you hold yourself up, it, this is a lot like process over result. You know, if your level of preparation, if your level of intensity, if your level of attention to detail is at a high level every week, if you if you prepare, then more likely than not, you're going to succeed more often than not. If you don't, the, the opposite is true. The opposite is true. Okay. Um, there's a lot. There's NBA games kicking back off tonight. There's a huge college football weekend. Um, I know Colin has his picks that he'll put online. I'll give you a couple of mine later on the show. Uh, later on this hour, Charlie Weiss is going to join us. We'll ask him not just about... Not, not just about... Um, about some of the pro stuff. I want to ask him about that famous Bush push USC Notre Dame game and uh, what it's like. Cause does anybody have any idea what happened to Notre Dame after that football game? Anybody? Everybody remembers the game. Everybody remembers Charlie essentially got a huge contract extension after that game. Cause we thought Notre Dame was back. What happened after that game? So we have Ohio state, Michigan, Bama, Auburn already had the egg bowl. Uh, we got uh, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. We have so many Oregon, Oregon State this week. Oregon obviously coming off of a loss. Got a massive, massive number of games. Uh, I got some Cowboys stuff for you. I got some Lakers stuff for you. I got Eric Wood for you. I got picks in the weekend's games. I got. Uh, it, I I feel like you're walking into one of those stores today and like we have everything for you. It's all on discount. That's what it is. I'm a regular relative discount to. Compared to Cowherd, right? All right. Well, look, it's a mystery, this whole Justin Fields and Matt Nagy thing. And was Matt Nagy supposed to be fired 
after the game yesterday? And is it simply a fairly unimpressive win over the Detroit Lions, which is enough to save his job? We'll take a deep dive into the second city's number one football team. Upcoming next, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.